Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Are you listening online right now, or are you listening on radio and you're doing something else? Online, on social media, according to our recent infographic, social media are capable of turning us into psychopaths. More on that in a minute. So, a mistrial in the Bill Cosby sexual assault case declared today after the jury deliberated for six days. I'm surprised. I really thought this would... uh, probably be over in about one day, and Cosby would be found guilty. The only exception was when the jury came back to ask for a definition of reasonable doubt. Prosecution says they will move to retry Cosby. Gloria Allred is quoted widely as saying it's not any time for Cosby to celebrate, and Gloria Allred, the famed civil rights lawyer, represents several women who charge Bill Cosby with having sexually assaulted them, will be joining us in our number three today. And she remains convinced of Cosby's guilt. There's also the matter of Cosby having paid out sums of money in out-of-court settlements with several women. Here's a little bit about Bill Cosby said to supporters on the steps of the Pennsylvania courthouse yesterday evening. And I want to thank the jury for their long days their honest work individually. And he added this. Stay calm. Do not argue with people. Just keep up the great support. Thank you all. So again, a mistrial in the business Bill Cosby sexual assault case. Six days. Unusual when the jury came back to find out to ask what reasonable doubt means. Uh, Next hour, some outlandish numbers pertaining to asylum seekers in Canada, refugee claimants, many thousands of who crossed the border from the United States into Canada. And instead of being turned back, the RCMP is assisting these people reach an immigration center where they can file a claim. We'll be speaking with former Canadian ambassador to Syria and Lebanon, Martin Collicutt and Richard Curland, immigration lawyer, advisor to the federal and British Columbia governments. They'll both join us from Vancouver. Remember, Justin Trudeau tweeted, an international welcome to anyone, quote, fleeing persecution, terror, and war, end quote, to come to Canada. 
You know, most of the people who are living that reality don't have the means to make it to Canada unless they're in the United States or Mexico and make their way into Canada by land. And that's when the safe third country agreement should take over. We'll talk about that in the next hour. But I, uh, I, I f- just found some of the, the tweets and some of the, uh, the Facebook posts that I saw after the, uh, after the shooting in, uh, in Washington where James Hodgkinson had an extremely high-powered rifle shooting at the uh, GOP baseball players, the members of the Republican Party, who were preparing for the next night's baseball game against the Democrats. And some of what I saw and some of what I read on Facebook and Twitter was outrageous. I'm just going to give you one here and talk about some of them a little later on. Uh, Someone called Mary Ellen Kane on Facebook, and it's one, two, three shots you're out of the old ball game. The uh, post had 13 reactions. Most of them were likes and ha-has. So we've become... uh, We've become... Irresponsible, aggressive, mean-spirited on social media. Not all the time, but when the opportunity arises and you feel like you have a captive audience, you have people who agree with your position, there's a fair sense of, well, I can say whatever I want, do whatever I want. I'll find somebody who's on my side. And so the, the notion of controlling yourself for many people has become, well, something that is just a notion. So I was reading... Um, I was reading uh, some questions and answers that have to do with uh, social networking, with social media, in a uh, column that was uh, titled, Do Social Media Change Our Behaviors? And uh, they're by Teresa Litza, that's T-E-R-E-Z-A-L-I-T-S-A dot com online. And I got in touch with Teresa, and uh, she is a social media content manager and writer and she joins us from London, from the UK. Teresa, thank you very much for taking the time. I know I'm disturbing a Saturday evening. Yeah. Oh, don't worry at all. Happy to join you. Thank you. Look, um, you, um, you you start out by indicating that, and I'm quoting here, according to re- a recent infographic, social media are capable of turning us into psychopaths, affecting our habits in a negative way, whether it could even slightly relate to, to your case or not. There are still cases of people that belong to the results of surveys like this. So some people, are we saying then that some people who have a you know, essentially normal attitude to life, they get on social media and they become a, an alternate personality? Is that what's going on? Well, that's a really interesting case. And uh, the way that social media has evolved in the way that we use them in our daily lives, there have been some very interesting studies exhibiting that uh, sometimes our behaviors that may already be present they may be amplified on social media. So this can be both positive and negative, depending on the case, or it may be uh, the, the emotion that actually evokes us. And uh, I was uh, writing on this column, for example, depending on several studies on uh, how that can be really different. For example, on the positive side, with social media, we may highlight ourselves and our own authenticity. And we may also feel connected having a sense of belonging in a community due to the global impact that this may have. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is also a negative side which can uh, have affect us in many different ways. For example, not everyone is offending on social media, so there may be an issue of uh, truthfulness or insecurity. 
And uh, one of the most important issues, it has to do with uh, the narcissism and the disconnection that actually evokes. And most importantly, it's about the poor behavioral controls. This may start with the idea of hacking and how this may affect our daily lives, but it may also be the bullying behaviors that we've noticed. And uh, there's an interesting study stating that 42% of young people report that they've been victims of cyberbullying, for example. So there is a question on how social media affects our daily lives. Yeah, I believe that we can really blame social networks in that case, but it's really interesting on in how they affect their lives because we really feel sometimes that we find a platform to express our views so we can say whatever we want or we can find an ally, as you mentioned. Right. On whatever we say. Well, that wouldn't that be the case with the woman? Uh, uh, let's see, Marie Ellen Kane. Isn't this likely yes. the case with her when she, when she posts on Facebook and it's one, two, three shots you're out at the old ball game, referencing the shooter at the uh, Republican um, uh, congressman's baseball practice. This is not something someone would say face to face to anyone, but there's a sense of security, a feeling of security when you are in a group and the group essentially has the same thought pattern. Yes, it's interesting that uh, with social media, some people feel that they can hide, for example, behind the screens and they can express whatever they want. So sometimes they don't really realize that both our online and offline personalities are still the same person and it may have some implications on that. So by the time they feel that they do have the audience, that they do get the approval, which again, for psychological reasons, is important. So you can feel that you can express whatever you have in mind. So that's really interesting on how behaviors may change, blending both the online and the offline personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you write in your, in your piece that was published in 2015, social media is not only about connection, but also about disconnection. Our constant connectivity may lead us to social media addiction, sacrificing our real-life moments for their digital representation. And uh, then you add 24% of people missed important moments in real life because they were too busy trying to share them on social channels. Yes, exactly. And I'm afraid this may be increased in the last two years. Because, as, uh, for example, the young generation gets even more social media, exploring more social networks, for example. You feel that this may become even more important than your real life. So you feel the more focused on actually reporting something and broadcasting yourself, mm-hmm. something that may take place. But at the actual time, you don't realize what was going on because you were actually just broadcasting that, missing the moment. Yeah. So the fake, the fake you, could be more important to you if you're not careful than the real, the real you is to you. Yes, there is this danger that I feel it's really important to actually understand and be really careful in the way we use social media. Yeah. It's really easy nowadays to actually miss the point of what is the distinction between the real life and the online world that may not necessarily reflect your actual identity. Explain this one to me. Uh, Except for being part of a team, social media may also turn you into a narcissist due to the easy posting of pictures and sharing status updates about your daily life. So how do you become a narcissist in that regard? Uh, I feel that uh, they increase the number of social networks, especially relying on the visual content. For example, it's very easy for everyone to just upload a picture right now, uh, nowadays. Right. So it gets like into an addiction at some point because you just feel like you're starting, for example, just to post a picture to broadcast what's happening right now in your life. But after a while, you feel this need that this really increases and you feel that you want to broadcast even more on what's going on. So even if no one is really interested in that, but you still feel that there is an audience waiting for you, 
so it becomes a little bit narcissistic, especially when you're posting more about your life and you're mentioning whatever is going on. I found this really fascinating and I think a little disturbing. Too. You, you're right. Did you know there are 90 million self-portraits on Instagram alone? 90 million self-portraits. And that was in 2015. That's exactly. That was in 2015. I that these numbers must have really increased in 2017. 90 million. Hold on, Teresa. We're going to come back and uh, talk some more about this. And uh, at the end of the half hour, I'm going to have a question for you about posting uh, on social media and your reaction specifically to uh, a couple of posts. Uh, the daily use of social media, the, st- the story goes on, Teresa's story goes on, the daily use of social media allows us to learn how to juggle from one task to another with multitasking feeling almost natural. What's more, we're now adjusting to a new reality of online dangers and security issues, learning how to deal with them, and most importantly, how to avoid them. However, not everyone has good intentions online. From hacking to bullying, there are many cases of people that struggle to find the positive use of social media. And then you, uh, you find out uh, what uh, Teresa was talking about. 42% of young people report they've been the victim of cyberbullying. 42%. It's almost half of young people have been cyberbullied online. So social media changes behavior. Stick around. We have more with Teresa. And then a question I know you'll want to answer. You listen to Green. green. You might turn red. red. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Speaking of social media, Twitter at The Roy Green Show is where you can follow me at The Roy Green Show. And tweet me at The Roy Green Show. We'll read some of your tweets on the air. And, of course, at The Roy Green Show Facebook page. And I must say this, that as far as social media is concerned, I don't often see anything that is really insulting on Twitter or Facebook. There are some things that are marginal, but I usually putting it off to somebody having had their first beer. But emails, emails are another matter. Sometimes emails, people just, I think they wound up, and they write stuff that they wouldn't say to somebody else's face. By the way, the first time you send me an email with the F word in it, you drop the F-bomb on me, you're blocked. You can send me a million emails after that. I won't see any of them. James Hodgkinson, uh, the shooter in Washington on Facebook, Trump is a selfish inhuman with delusions of grandeur. So I have a feeling that, well, this guy had issues. He'd been arrested by the police. He was known to be a a pain in the backside uh, dealing with people. So I have a feeling he was, if he he had this notion that he was going to commit a violent act, it might have been assisted by what he encountered on Facebook in those anti-GOP uh, Facebook pages he was a member of, or groups he was a member of. And so this may have just grown and grown and grown until he snapped. Not making excuses for the guy. But social media may very well have played a role 
in him becoming who he turned out to be. Uh, Teresa Litza is with us. It's TeresaLitza.com on, online. And we're talking about a column that Teresa had in 2015, Do Social Media Change Our Behaviors? She is a social media content manager and uh, writer. Teresa, does the more aggressive nature, a person's more aggressive nature in society, such as this Hodgkinson in, uh, in, uh, in the United States, could that more aggressive, more conf- confrontational side of him be encouraged by encounters that he would have on Facebook or Twitter? Uh, that's an interesting perspective, and unfortunately we can't really tell for sure, but there may be a possibility on what you mentioned and how that could be reinforced from uh, the specific social networks and the specific groups that he may have been part of that. And I feel that uh, it's a sad truth that there is, there is an increased in aggressive nature in society. And it could be attributed until to a specific point to the part that social media allow us to amplify our opinions because we feel that we find a common ground at some point. We will find someone who agrees with what we say. So I feel that we should be really careful on uh, how we use social media because it it could be really interesting, but it can also be really dangerous, as Mm -hmm. you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Well, I thank you so much for joining us and uh, and sharing the contents of your column. I found it fascinating because people do tend to take, take liberties on social media that they wouldn't take elsewhere. And particularly if there's a group of people, they sometimes seem to try to want to outdo each other with how, you know, how antisocial they can become. Thanks again for the time. Thank you very much. TeresaLitza.com. Now, I have a question for you about how you respond to what is said and what is well, what is written and what is shared on social media. And since we have the story about the increase in the many thousands of asylum seekers in Canada, we'll talk about that in the next hour, and how it's going to take up to 11 years to process all the claims and cost possibly $3 billion, close to $3 billion. And you know that the claims that are not processed in favor of the asylum applicant are going to be appealed, and that'll take another number of years, maybe another 11 years, and the taxpayer will be paying for all of that. Well, perhaps Mr. Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's tweet of earlier this year, 28th of January, when he tweeted that those fleeing persecution, terror, and war, Canadians will welcome you regardless of your faith, diversity is our strength, hashtag welcome to Canada. To those fleeing persecution, terror, and war, Canadians will welcome you regardless of your faith, diversity is our strength, hashtag welcome to Canada. What is it? How do you react to that tweet? Is that a uh, is that a tweet of kindness, or is it a tweet of a politician who's just looking for self-aggrandizement? Would you would you respond negatively? What would you what would you re, what would you tweet back to Justin Trudeau? What's your view of that tweet? And it's been discussed a lot. To those fleeing persecution, terror, and war, Canadians will welcome you regardless of your faith. Diversity is our strength. Hashtag welcome to Canada. 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. What's your response to that tweet on social media by our Prime Minister? Give me a call. 